welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Have you ever just wanted to push that reset button and get everything back to factory or just feel like it? And no, guys, I'm not talking about a device or your cell phone. I mean in life. Well, my next guest, Bill, is going to help us do just that. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Bill. So guys, I am here with Pastor Bill Jenkins. And, you know, the world's been kind of topsy-turvy, but he's here to help us hit that reset button. So, Pastor Bill, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Okay, well, thank you, first of all, for having me. And uh, my name is Pastor Bill. I pastor a church in Rancho Cucamonga, California, which is about 30 minutes away from Los Angeles. I've been married for 23 years, have three boys, 21, 19, and 17 so two of them are in college and then the other one's about to go to college i am an author i have written 16 different books and uh, i just love the lord and i love to be able to get the message across to people that they can reset their lives as we start the new year as they're in the middle of their year as they end the year whenever they want to reset whenever they want to begin to change things it is a good time to begin to hit that reset button and do just that Wow. And I think, you know, the great thing about this is it the new year, we always try to hit that reset button, sometimes not so successfully, but we always want, we always feel that we need that new start, that new refresh. So I, I think that's so awesome. So quick question. When did you first become a pastor? Oh, wow. Uh, over 30 years ago, as a matter of fact, when I was in uh, Bible college, I actually got the opportunity to pastor a church through my school, and uh, I would travel 100 miles one way, got nothing to do it, just did it because I love the Lord and I love people and wanted to be involved in ministry, and it was in East Texas, uh, a town called East Vale. So at the time, there were 1,693 people that were there, and uh, that was the first opportunity that I had to actually pastor, and I traveled around the world, around the United States, around Mexico, Canada, even to uh, the Bahamas and Jamaica and Israel and preached the gospel. But as far as pastoring, that was my first opportunity to really pastor a church was back when I was in Bible school through my, uh, you know, uh, Bible school experience there back in 1990, a long time ago. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we won't mention where I was in 1990, but definitely wasn't in Bible school. I was, <laughs> I, I hadn't even entered I had I don't I even just, mention and, it. Yeah, I was gonna say we're we're yeah, we're gonna date ourselves the there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna date ourselves there. So yeah. But okay, so you've been all over and we've seen where pastors just, you know, they start churches, they, you know, grow a church. But what made you say, I wanna take this message to everyone and what I mean by taking it to everyone is not just because you could have kept it at your home church you could have just started a YouTube you could have put it on television but you wrote a book 
So what made you say, hey, I want to start taking this message to everyone? Well, it was more so that it came to me than I went looking for it. You know, people began to ask me to come and minister at their churches. They invited me to go and to preach in different places in our country and around the world. And so uh, it was something that sort of just organically took place. It wasn't something that I had planned. It was just something that sort of had it all planned out for me. And then the book writing came when uh, I felt like the Lord wanted me to put the knowledge and the wisdom that I had in book form in order to get the message out. You know, so many times we say things, but we don't write things down. And I just felt it necessary back in 2014 that the Lord had really put on my heart to begin to write down the things that God has given me to give people a plan, to give them a vision, to give them some help and direction uh, in a very simple, practical way. See, just because I have the Lord in my life and I go to church and I love God doesn't mean that we take common sense out of the equation. So I'm a common sense preacher. I'm wait, 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 hold up. Can you say that again for the people in the back? Because I think, and, and don't get me wrong, and, and I tell people this all the time, we have this kind of, uh, you know, we, we, we see things like the Ten Commandments and, you know, we see all these older biblical movies and we just have this kind of like, Oh, and that's how we think things are going to come to us. So could you say that again for the people in the back about the common sense? Yeah, I mean, it's common sense. You know, there's some things that are just common sense that are in the Bible. Just because I have the Holy Spirit doesn't mean I throw the common sense out the window. So I want to make things practical. I want to give you things that you can use. I want to give you things that you can actually apply today. I'm not here to impress you, talk over your head, say big words, make you think that I'm real smart. It doesn't matter. What matters to me is that I get a message across to you that you can apply to your life, that you can use today. I want you to be able to, I want to give you things that you can use now so that you can apply them and start to change your life right now. If you really want to change, you don't want to wait six weeks. You want to do it now. You want to do it today. So I'm your guy. If you just want practical wisdom, if you want some common sense biblical teaching, if you want things that you think are difficult to be broken down for you in a simple, easy to understand way, I'm your guy because I'm not trying to impress you. I'm not trying to be your best friend. I'm just trying to give you the truth that you can apply to your life that can make you successful today. Oh, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think one of the things, because I know is like people always think, you know, when we think pastor, when we think minister, it's always the man in the pulpit, you know, that guy that's preaching to everyone else in the crowd. And I love the fact that you're making this tangible. You're saying, okay, hey, I'm going to give you things that you can use. So what made you come up with the idea of reset? Because I know we always talk about reset. We talk about refreshing. We talk about renewing because there, there's, whether it's the new year or whether it's the middle of the year, whether it's the middle of life, we know at some point we want to get a fresh start. But what made you say, okay, this is what I want to talk about this time because you've written other books. But what made you say, this is what I want to talk about this time? Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to sound crazy, but I'm actually watching TV. And you remember the old Office Depot commercials? And uh, they would have that little button that was there and you would hit that button. Right. 
I don't remember what the button said, but I remember what I saw. I saw reset. And the Lord said to me, you need to tell people that it's time to hit the reset button. See, I don't like going into a new year and making a bunch of resolutions that we just don't, you know, commit to following after a few days. I, I believe in either making commitments, seeking change, applying truth, or just continue to be what you want to be. And if you want to reset your life, that's really what this book is all about, is about hitting that reset button. Just like that Office Depot commercial where they hit the button, I'm giving you the opportunity to hit that button in your life and say, all right, I want to reboot things. I want to reinvent some stuff. I want to restore my life. I want to get it back. I may have lost things. Some things may have been taken from me. Whatever it may be, I'm not going to sit here and whine about it. I'm going to do what I need to do to actually you know, put some steps uh, to take some steps, to walk in faith, to apply some truths so that I can be different and actually reset my life. I don't want to just talk the talk. I'm not a guy that's going to be here just to talk it. I want to walk it. I got to live it first before I give it to you. I don't like hypocrites. I don't like people that lack integrity. I don't like, I don't like uh, synthetic people, fake people. I'm an authentic guy. I'm real in the pulpit. I'm real in life. I am who I am. If you like me, you like me. Celebrate me or tolerate me. It doesn't really matter. It's not going to change the course of my life. I'm going to choose to hang around those people who celebrate me. But if you tolerate me, that's fine. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But if you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, then hit the reset button. Quit talking about it and let today be the day you start to do what you say you want to do. All right. All right. Well, you talk about preaching yourself happy. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. This is so amazing. It is really, really amazing. And I think a lot of times we take the practicality out of things. We do. We take it out and we say, eh, let's push it to the side because we think church is church and life is life. And, and I see a lot of people do that. And my question with that is how does your book differ from other pastors books that are out there are other self-help books that are out there well i'm going to give you actual steps for instance if you need to reset your life you need to evaluate your life so resetting your life is sort of like detoxing your soul it's setting your you know computer back to the factory default if you will and there's six areas that you have to sort of judge you have to sort of evaluate that are going to determine the quality of your life. So that's what I mean by practical. So if your finances, which is one of those things, is out of order, you're 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 not going to feel good about your life, and you're going to need to hit the reset button in the area of your finances. What about your priorities? Do you have your priorities straight? If you're married, is your spouse first? Are you putting your kids first? Are you doing the things that you need to do to prioritize your life in a right way in order to be successful? Then your marriage uh, and your relationships. If your marriages are out of order and, and need to be reset, then let's do that let's get a reset what about your health your physical health if you don't feel good it is going to affect the way you feel about your life your emotions you know our emotions were never meant to lead they were always meant to follow but a lot of times we let our emotions lead. <laughs> and so we got to stop doing that. If we want to hit the reset button, we got to control our emotions and stop letting our emotions control us. And then our job, our calling. If you're not fulfilled, if there's not a satisfaction, if you're not doing something you love and want to do, you don't feel like you're making a difference, then that's going to affect how you feel about your life. So those six areas are really, you know, sort of the wheel of life, if you will. You know, you watch the wheel of fortune, there's a wheel. Well, this is the wheel of life. The wheel of life is about your finances, your priorities, your marriage 
marriage, your relationships, your health, your emotions, your job, your calling. If you're not feeling good in those areas, it's going to make you feel negative about your overall life. So if you need to hit the reset button in one or all of those areas, that's what I'm going to teach you how to do so you can stop heading downward. You can level the playing field and begin to allow the Lord to take you to another level, the next level in your life starting today. That is that is so awesome. That is so awesome. So, okay. Now you say one or all or, or all areas, but isn't it true that if something in one area is bothering you, it affects every other area? Cause that's something my parents used to tell me. It's like, you think it's in one area, but it actually goes throughout your whole entire life. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be that way where one thing is going to affect the other. But if you're good in an area, uh, then we just don't let that area go. See, I, I believe we ought to strengthen our weaknesses, but I also believe we ought to strengthen our strengths. So even if something is good, we don't let it go in order to focus it on something that's bad and needs to be improved. We still strengthen our strengths. Many people, you probably never heard that. You know, when I heard that, when I heard the Lord tell me that, I never had heard that. Maybe other people are saying it, but I never heard that. To strengthen no. your strengths, not just strengthen your weaknesses. And so in these areas, there might be one thing good, but if you allow the negative of the other areas to affect the one positive area or the couple positive areas, sooner or later, it's going to end up getting on you and it's going to start negatively affecting you. So if you get a little bit of poison, it's going to infect the whole thing. So you got to make sure you're putting the right stuff in so you're getting the right stuff out in all of these areas. But it's up to us to evaluate, to personally check it out, to see where we're at so that we can determine whether we need to hit a reset button in that area or all areas of our life before things things continue to spiral downward. Mm, and you know, that's the one thing is no, we really don't think of strengthening our strengths. Like you said, we always think about strengthening those weaknesses because it's like, okay, you have to shore up this, you have to shore up that, but working, you know, and, and I think you are saying to me, it sounds like you're saying some of the opposite of what we learned as children, where in other words, go ahead and strengthen your strengths as well. Because normally what we were taught was strengthen your weaknesses. You're already strong in this area. You don't have to worry about that area. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we need to make sure that we're focusing on those things that we're naturally good at. Um, when it comes to resetting, you need to ask yourself, what is it that I uh, want to change in my life? Uh, why do I want to change this? What's stopping me from making the change? How am I going to make this change? And so uh, I hope I am saying something a little bit different than everybody else is saying because I want to be on the cutting edge. I want to give you some fresh manna that you can truly apply to your life. We can't keep going around this circle and expecting different results. We've got to begin to apply different principles. And so strengthen your strengths is all about saying, hey, I have this inside of me. It's not prideful to admit you have good things. Uh, you know, sometimes people, they uh, freak out whenever you say, yeah, that's a good thing that I have. I'm a, a, a this kind of person or that kind of person. Well, you're recognizing the gifts and talents and abilities you have. Well, we don't just stop focusing on that in order to improve our weaknesses. We continue that because the world, people in your life, people that you know, people that you haven't met, people on your job, people that are listening right now to the program, they need our strengths. So they need our strengths more than 
often they need us to improve our weaknesses. We're improving our weaknesses for us to be better people for everybody else. But our strengths are gifts, man. They are designed to help other people. You may be so strong in an area that other people aren't that you could be used by the Lord to offer some knowledge, some insight, give some encouragement, whatever it may be, to help somebody in a way that no one else could. So that's why we strengthen our strengths and we focus in on those things that we know we're naturally good at and those things that we feel that other people can benefit from that God has truly given us as a gift in our lives. Okay. So in your book, you also talk about recognizing symptoms of burnout, which I think is uh, is a challenge for a lot of people. Because I think yeah. we don't recognize burnout until we're like burnt <laughs> out. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, resetting your life is about rebooting your life and reversing the burnout that many of us wait too late to figure out. You don't have to have, and I don't mean this bad, but you don't have to have a nervous breakdown. You don't have to have a blow up argument. You don't have to lose your mind. You don't have to go off the deep end in order to understand that you're in a state of burnout. Burnout is all about where you're lacking vision. You know, whenever people get depressed, it's usually because they're focusing in on their past. They're not focusing on their future. They don't feel like they have a future. They don't feel like there's anything good that's going to come their way. So the only thing they have to focus in on is their past, which may not be the best. And so whenever you lack vision, that's a characteristic that you're losing something, that you're in a state of burnout. You're complaining all the time. You're dissatisfied about everything. You're weary and weak. You have low energy. You're discouragement. You get easily aggravated. People push your buttons and... (laughs) Boy, can they push them, right? Uh, You start having health issues. You feel a staleness. And you can even smell that personal staleness where it's like, you know, I'm just not moving. I'm just not going. I'm not heading anywhere. Your passion is decreasing. You are procrastinating more and more. There's no creativity. You've lost your joy. You're lacking production. You don't feel like you're doing anything worthwhile. All of these are signs. Now, the sooner you recognize it, the better it's going to be. And the sooner you recognize it, the less you have to have some major life event happen before you recognize there needs to be change in your life. Here's the thing. You learn two ways. You either learn by revelation or you learn through tribulation. There's only two ways. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's revelation or tribulation. So either you're going to learn as I'm teaching you, wow, you know what? These symptoms are mine. If you go to the doctor and he says you have certain symptoms, you can't deny that you have certain conditions. Well, if I'm naming these characteristics of burnout and you have several of them, then you can't deny that you are on a road to spiritual to life burnout and you're going to have to fix that and so what i'm giving you is some tools that you can apply to your life to help you focus in on your future not focus in on your past be aware of the burnout that is around you before you have to learn by tribulation life is hard enough i don't want you to have to go through more trouble and through the school of hard knocks in order to get what god wants to teach you by you simply being taught listening and applying the truth to your life okay so all right where what okay because this is so awesome and one of the things is and i know i keep saying it it's just like i and i don't know if you guys are getting this this is like aha moment after aha moment after aha moment but it's like how do people start 
recognizing. How do people just say, because I think one of the things is the absolute, and, and, and I have to say this, fear of being vulnerable and even sometimes being vulnerable with ourselves saying, you know what, this isn't the place where I want to be. This isn't, you know, and I think that's where we, we don't start the reset is where we're kind of in denial. So how do we say, okay, yeah, these are going on and I need to make it stop. I need to reset. How do we start that process? Well, the first thing is looking at those symptoms that I gave you a minute ago, just as a doctor diagnoses certain things, uh, we can diagnose certain spiritual conditions. And so those uh, attributes, those characteristics are just some of the ways. But if you're finding wrong, if you're finding wrong and wrong is finding you, you know, you need the reset your life. If you're always finding something wrong in something or somebody and wrong is always having a way of finding you, then you're going to have to say, I got to hit the reset button. Uh, when you're focused on uh, what you have to do instead of what you get to do, you need the reset. Uh, resetting your life is about what I get to do. It's a privilege. If you are not chasing life, then you are chasing death. You're waiting for death if you're not chasing life. And so I'm encouraging people Whoa. in 2022, chase life, go after, fulfill some of those things on your bucket list. Quit waiting for the sweet by and by to, you know, all of a sudden show up on your doorstep. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to go out and chase life. The word life, break it down. L-I-F-E, it's living in fullness every day. So if you want life, you got to be living in the fullness of life. You have to be chasing life. Ask yourself, am I chasing life or am I waiting to die? Well, there's no expiration date on your foot, so you ought to be out there chasing life. And if you're not, it's time to hit <coughs> that reset button in your life so that, you know, you can put yourself on a path to prosperity and so that you can make sure that you're a winner and not a loser. You were born to win. You were not born to lose. You choose to lose. So if you choose to lose, there's nothing I or God or anybody else can do to help you. But if you're making a choice to win, even when you feel like a loser, if you take the first step, if you do the right thing, if you'll turn your stumbling blocks into stepping stones, if you'll focus in on what, you know, you uh, get to do instead of what you have to do and begin to change your perspective. Think about it. You take a magnifying glass, right? And you magnify something, magnify a ring. Does the ring get bigger? No, the ring doesn't get bigger just because you're magnifying it, but the perception of the ring gets bigger. And so what you need to do is magnify the right things. When you're magnifying the wrong things, that's a sign you're heading down, you're experiencing burnout, and you need to hit that reset button. Because when you take that magnifying glass, the object doesn't get bigger, the perception of it gets bigger. So change what you're magnifying, change your perception, and in doing that, you're going to change your life. It starts in your mind. You sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. Sow a character, you reap a destiny. So your destiny begins where I started, sowing a thought. If your mind is bad, your destiny is bad. But if your mind is good, then your destiny can be good. So you got to fix your mind. You got to fix your heart. You got to fix your life. You got to reset those things so that your destiny can ultimately end up being good. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. So 
Pastor Jenkins, oh my gosh, tell everyone where they can find this amazing, amazing book. And by the way, guys, one of the places is our favorite place, Amazon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You can go to Amazon, you can download it on ebook Kindle, you can go to eBay, you can also go to pastorbilljenkins.org where I have all of my books available. Plus you can listen to my uh, 30 minute radio programs that we call the Prophetic Almanac. We do them Monday through Friday, we're on different radio stations, but you know, you can check them all out absolutely free on pastorbilljenkins.org. Plus you can get my Minute That Matters, it's a one minute little video devotional, that's all it is, it never goes past 60 seconds, it's one minute every single day that we give you. It's a video devotional so you can see my face, you can hear my voice, and I'm gonna give you something practical every single day, just a little nugget, that's all it is. You may be surprised how much I get in in one minute's time. So if you go to PastorBillJenkins.org, you can hit those little icons like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube to get my Minute That Matters, a one-minute little video devotional every single day. We're releasing truth. We're releasing revelation because we feel like people, uh, if you can just get it, if you can just get a little nugget, if you can just stir you up a little bit, it may have the potential to change your life forever. So go to PastorBillJenkins.org, the one-stop shop. Check out all that we have available there and take advantage of it by applying those things to your life that is so awesome that is so awesome so now you guys know how to get a hold of pastor jenkins where to find his one minute devotional and of course where to find his books yes i said books plural because there are more than one book on his website plus guess what for under six bucks you can get the paperback of reset on amazon so definitely check out his website, check out Amazon, and all of his information will be in the show notes. So of course, you won't miss a thing. Pastor Jenkins, it has been amazing having you and thank you so, so much. Well, thank you. Awesome to be with you. You asked some great questions, so appreciate the opportunity. Guys, I hope that you got all of those gems that Pastor Jenkins was dropping because I know that I did. But all of his information will be in the show notes so you won't miss a thing. As always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping.